podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What a fantastic goal that is from Derby! Hello, thanks for tuning in to a special episode of Steve Bloomer's Washing, the Derby County fan podcast partnered with Derby Brewing Company, Derby's original craft brewer. I'm Chris Parsons. Hello, Richard Kutch is here. Hello. And Tom Martin is alongside me as well. Hi there. And in a few minutes, you'll be hearing from a fourth voice whose very name conjures up magical memories for Rams fans from the end of the last century. When Paolo Wanchop signed for the Rams in 1997, age 20, he was a complete unknown to Derby's fans, to his own teammates and in English football. However, thanks to one historic goal on his debut at Old Trafford and a further 27 strikes in all competitions, including winners against Arsenal and Liverpool, he became a Costa Rican cult hero in the East Midlands in Jim Smith's swashbuckling Premier League side. Now, Richard, we've spoken to some of his teammates from that era who also made big contributions to our success at that time. But if you asked any fan of a certain age, which player summed up that entertaining cosmopolitan Derby County side in the late 1990s? It's Paolo Wanchop. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just so unique. Uh, I mean, his gangly, all elbows, limbs, kneecaps style was just um, something from a different world, uh, to be honest. And he just played football from a different planet. He was completely relaxed and completely at ease and it all seemed to come so naturally to him in such an odd way that I think, and of course, the goals against big teams and winners against big teams really helped, but he just instantly became an obvious cult hero for Derby County. Yeah, he was like completely unique, as Kutch said. It was um, impressive, though, to see how good his touch was uh, when he received the ball in tight areas. Uh, what you tended to find is that you, he could have instant control. I remember him doing some keepy uppies in the corner of the pitch and then swinging across in. I don't think I've seen keepy uppies on a football pitch since I was 15 years old playing in a school playground. Like Incredible to watch that in the Premier League. There's a great section on Wanshop in Jim Smith's autobiography where he talks about signing him after a, a trial on Derby's reserves. Uh, James Smith basically says, uh, he missed a couple of open goals, but he still showed enough and we thought he was worth a chance. <laughs> I think that was one shot down to the ground, Kutch. I mean, at times he was exasperating, utterly exasperating, but he was a player you would pay to watch. He was a player who got you off your seat and he scored goals in big games. And absolutely, and I think it's also, that's Jim Smith down to the ground, isn't it? Someone who's willing to take a chance on a, a bit of a different player, someone that isn't the obvious. We heard in our interview, and our listeners will hear in a second, that he he had a trial at QPR but wasn't picked up by them. But he was just someone different. And while we loved watching him, defenders obviously hated defending against him and didn't know how to defend against him because if Paolo didn't know what he's going to do next... How's the defenders going to know what he's going to do next? There's a great bit on uh, Match Today. I, d- I didn't. I got stuck down a bit of a Paolo Wanchop YouTube rabbit hole over the past few months when we spoke to him over the summer. And there's a uh, little clip from Match Today in 1997, Tom, where uh, Alan Hansen basically can't really comprehend Paolo Wanchop at all. He uh, 
he says, I can't decide if he's class or a clown. And that was part of his appeal, wasn't it? Sometimes you don't know what to make of him, but other times he's banging in headers in front of the cop, making Arsenal look stupid and uh, helping us become a very decent watchable side in the late 1990s. You can definitely see that. As a, as we mentioned earlier, the unpredictability of his play would be exasperating. And you could think at some point, how did this guy even get selected? And the fact that Jim Smith himself said in the in the trial, he missed two open goals. Um, but then on his debut, he goes to Old Trafford. He's got no fear. He takes on the sort of likes of the Neville twin, uh, Neville brothers even. Uh, but, and then beats the great Peter Schmeichel. I mean, Players shouldn't be allowed to do that. And the fact that he guided Derby to their first win at Old Trafford, uh, I believe since the 1970s on his debut, what a fantastic player and what a fantastic, unpredictable performer he was for the Rams. So we were lucky enough to uh, catch Paolo when he was back in England over the summer. And to be fair, it's clear he still has a lot of fond memories for the club who launched his footballing club career. Um, what What do you both make of him? I'll be honest, I wasn't quite sure what to expect from Paolo Wanchov just because of I'd read a few things about the fact that he did have a bit of an explosive relationship with some of his managers and uh, you know with Steve McLaren Jim Smith and some of his teammates at club and international level he even talks about the uh, you know the the, the ruckus that ended his uh, his coaching career with Costa Rica um, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect but when we spoke to him to be fair he seemed a, a thoroughly nice chap yeah really laid back really cool and chilled and probably all of those kind of Caribbean stereotypes we probably shouldn't use but he was he was just very relaxed and he brought his son Paolo Jr along with him who was very well behaved in, in the corner and, and, and had a chat with us as well and Paolo just as you said I think he has got fond memories for our club and I, he must do if he's happy to sit down with three complete strangers who just contacted him. I can't remember how he got in contact with him, Chris, but obviously he's, he was happy to come and meet us and, and spend about an hour, hour and a half his time with us. Um, and he was just a thoroughly nice chap and answered pretty much every single one of our questions. Is Costa Rica in the Caribbean? No, I don't think so. But similar, similar areas. Don't, Cent- don't tweet us. Um, <laughs> Central American, <laughs> yeah. Latino. It's all over there somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, on with the chat then. Don't forget, if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could share this episode with just one Ram supporting friend or family on social media. These interviews, they do take a bit of time and effort to, uh, to pull together. And uh, it really does really help us if we can see that it is getting listened to, being enjoyed, getting support. So make sure you share and subscribe. But here is Paolo Wanchop. Here's to Lat, and there's Wanchop! And you won't see a more classical header than that from the Costa Rican. Wanchop. Wanchop! Well, how did he do it? It doesn't matter how for Derby. That has surely settled it. Wanchop pushes it through to Bayano. Bayano back to Wanchop. Paolo Wanchop makes it 2-0. Oh, Wanchop's clear here. Quickly taken free kick. Caught the defence out. Wanchop. He wasn't going to miss from there. So, Paolo, welcome to the podcast and welcome back to England. It's uh, it's really good to see you back in the country where you made your name with with Derby fans are you here for a holiday or, or for work reasons? thank you yes I'm, I'm here for a holiday I'm with my family you know uh, uh, my oldest um, daughter she's 16 and uh, she was born in in Manchester so and and well she's still still at, in, in high school she's planning to to come over to to study over here so she's taking some short 
courses over here in London, and I came with my with my son as well, my yeah, wife. We've got, so we've got a little Paolo over here. As yes, well, little Paolo is here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing well, and nice memories, nice memories, and thank you for for the invitation. Not at all. So, so Paolo, we're going to hear about your life after football a bit later on in the interview but okay. wanted to ask you just kind of how you got into the sport in the first place you arrived in England as we all remember in 1997 but a, a couple of years before that you were very close to taking up professional basketball so yes yeah. just tell us a little bit about how close you were to that happening um, I started playing basketball when I entered the high school when I was like uh, 14 uh, when I was in, in, in high school the second year um, but my first sports is, uh, is football but at the, when I was um, 16 years old, I had the chance to to go to America to play um, with a scholarship. And I was there, you know, playing over there. I, I finished my high school and I was due to, to go back to university as well to play basketball. But I went back to Costa Rica for holiday and and from there I I went to my old club for Herediano. I went over there and I saw my... my my teammate, my former teammates, and I did play a game that day. I play a game, um, you know, the under twenty ones. They play a game against the the senior squad, and and I did play well that game. <laughs> well, you thankfully, know, I, <laughs> I, I I scored like like two three goals, and the manager of of the senior squad, they, he was very impressed, and 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 he said to everyone, well where he comes from, you know, how come no one told me about this player? And everyone said to him, you know, um, he's, he's now a basketball player, he's on holiday, but he doesn't want to play football. But, um, you know, good thing that he, you know, the manager, he, he came up to me and, and he's, he spoke to me and he said to me, you know, uh, we want you over here, we want you with, you know, I want you over here with the, with the team. And you know the rest is, is is history. You know, I just stay in Costa Rica and and play for for Herediano like uh, a year, one year and a half, and then I had the you know the chance to come over here. Was it a hard choice between basketball and it football? It was. It wasn't hard because um, you know my passion always been uh, football, so it wasn't it wasn't a big uh, it wasn't difficult to make that decision. And and at that time. I'd had the the chance as well to play for for the under twenties in in the World Cup in yeah. Qatar, so I played the World Cup and from there I just uh, you know my my career was uh, you know great from from that time. What did you uh, know about Derby and what did you know about the Premier League? When I didn't know Jim's much, of course, about about Derby. Of course, the 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 Premier League was. Um, at the beginning, you know, they were changing from first division, yeah, for yeah. to to Premier League. But um, I don't know if you guys know that my first um, experience over here in 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 England was with QPR. Yeah. I came over here in on trial. I did play three games. I scored six goals, <laughs> and nothing happened there. So, yes, I, I was there, and you know, doing the um, the trial. Uh, with Mauricio Solis, you yeah. know Mauricio Solis, uh, my teammate. He he came over over here as well, but um, nothing happened and was really hard for me because I was like confused, you know, um, scoring some goals and, and nothing happened. So I, I went back to Costa Rica, but 
uh, Bob McNabb, he was uh, the one who who brought me over over here to to, to England. He was um, a former player for Arsenal. He's, he lived down in 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 United States. He, he ran Jim Smith, and and I had the chance to come over to Derby and make a you know a few games, and and thanks God that everything went well over there. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> so after you did sign for Derby County in '97, it's fair to say that you were thrown in the deep end on, on your debut. You were what 21, 22 yes. when you played your first game 20, for Derby yeah, County. Yeah. So you were starting at Old Trafford against the English champions. And you must have been quite nervous it, and it excited quite at the same time. At, at, at the start, but um, you know, I was really looking forward to, to have the chance that day. I didn't know that was I was going to play. I, I find out a day before or two days before or something like that. How did you sleep that night? I didn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was very anxious because I was uh, I woke up like I don't know every every two three hours because I wanted to you know. Uh, Just wanted to be out there. Uh, uh, yes, I wanted to be up there and 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 I wanted to you know the time to go faster, but um, yeah, it was was a good experience. Um, we were on the way to from the hotel to the to the Old Trafford and and I remember Jim Smith. He asked me if 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 I would like to put some music in on on the couch and on the bus. And uh, and I said yes, I would like to put some salsa music. So uh, we 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 end up listening, uh, you know, from the hotel to the Old Trafford, <laughs> some some salsa music. Well, it was it was obviously um, it was Mark Poom's debut as well. Mark so I, Poom. I guess a choice was either Costa Rican salsa or Estonian. Yes, or, uh, heavy metal. Of course, <laughs> everyone would like uh, to hear some salsa. So, <laughs> so what, what did the rest of the team think of the salsa? Well, they did were they enjoy like, it? you know, they, they were, dancing they on the were, bus. They were, yeah, they were. <laughs> Very happy and and, and uh, it was a good, you know, it's it's it was good from 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 Jim Smith to to do that because that would make me relax at that time. Was he was he always good at making you? Was he was he a good man manager? Was that his? his he was good. Strength? Yeah, I remember him. Uh, was really tough in 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 the dressing room. You know, with you know his personality, strong personality, but that helped me helped me a lot. You know. Because um, you know, back in Costa Rica, you're like more uh, more relaxed. So obviously, we're talking about Old Trafford. So we're obviously going to ask you about yep. that goal, voted Derby County's greatest goal in their history in, in 2009. When you got the ball, what, what what was going through your mind? Was it get to the goal and shoot as quickly as possible? I tell you, was was a big surprise for me as well. I, I didn't play up front. I played at, at the right and. Uh, they asked me before if if I could play over there, and I say, of course, I I can play, I can do it, no problem. And the and the goal comes from from that side, you know. I received the ball there and just make a diagonal and, and and score that that goal, and that was you know a good impression for for everyone because um, when I came over here the first time, sometimes you know people say, that, well, he's from Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, they play football or house football over there. So um, it's good for me to to start like that, and 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 everyone uh, were very impressed. Even uh, you know teammates, everyone supporting me, and and that was a you know great great start. Up within storage and Ward and the Costa Rican quite happy to run at the Manchester defence, and he's gone right through the one shot, and he scored. Oh, what a fantastic goal by the Costa Rican! Would you believe that on his debut? That is a staggering moment 
of individual expertise by the long-legged 20-year-old in the English game for the first time. He's gone clean through the defence of the league champions, taken four of them on and just nudged it past Schmeichel. So you come in at half time. What, what did what did Jim Smith say to you at half time after or after that goal even? Oh, they, everyone were you know congratulating me and and they said to me that you know keep going, keep working hard, you know keep helping the team and, and that was that was great. It was such an iconic goal. I remember being a ten year old exactly where I was <laughs> listening to that with my dad. But um, how does it feel now knowing how important that goal was for for Derby County fans? Yeah, at, at that time you don't realize the, you know, the impact of that goal and that game, and, and I do believe that Derby County has like I don't know forty two or forty something years without winning over there. So, so that's uh, that's good. You know, the the years goes by and and people still talk about that game. Uh, people still talk about that goal and. And that's that's great for me, you know, even for, you know, my kids, because they feel, you have, know. Have you shown it to them? Have you shown them the videos? I, sometimes I I try, but they they they. Played they played Nintendo. Yeah, well, like yeah. yeah, they just take the Nintendo and you're not PlayStation. On FIFA. And that's it. But that um that goal, you you put it past Peter Schmeichel. And the two of yeah. you actually shared a joke about it afterwards, didn't you? Yes, he said to me, "Oh, I, I make you famous with that with that goal." <laughs> We we have a, a good relationship, you know, with with Peter's Michael after we played together at Manchester City, and then um, he he actually was uh, two years ago. He was in um, in Costa Rica, you know, he was over there. So so we have a good relationship. Yeah, I know that goal was voted the best ever Derby County goal, but I've I've got some opinions about that goal, yeah. right? Because <laughs> I actually prefer the goal that you scored the season after against Man United, the one at Pride Park. At Pride Park, yeah. Yeah, I just think, um, because I know you said before that in that goal, it was really important, it was on your debut, but you didn't sort of go past as many players, did you? Like, they just sort of refused to tackle you, basically. Yeah, maybe, maybe, of course, because they didn't know me, and they just thought that maybe... I didn't at expect some, you to just at keep some going. Point, yeah. I will lose the ball or something, <laughs> and, and and they let me maybe let me go over. I don't know. I just took but the I, ball. I, I remember the the goal in the next season when you, you got the ball, went back to goal with Gary Neville behind you. Yes, yes. Turned Gary Neville, went up a bit, put it through Henningberg's legs. Yeah. Yeah, and through Peter Schmeichel's legs. Peter's I thought that's that, that's just me. I thought that, that was a nice, goal, beautiful, yeah, it's beautiful true. goal as well. You, you but I prefer the the one that I scored. At <laughs> Fair all enough. Fair we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Paolo have that one, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do you do say you seem to save your best goals for Man United and Arsenal. I mean, the, couple, the great goal against Arsenal as well. That you yeah, scored against, against David Seaman. Yeah, yeah, against Seaman. Yeah. I mean, you seem to save your, your, your most. You scored a lot of scrappy it's goals. It's funny because well. I, I do have a good relation with Peters, Michael, and and Seaman as well. So we play, we play. All uh, the goalkeepers you scored. Yes, that, yeah. yes, that was that was good. So uh, obviously, Old Trafford was a debut season, and Chris mentioned your second season. Uh, in that second season, you scored seventeen goals mm-hmm. in all competitions. Which players in that team do you think were most important in helping you have and helping you have such a good season and the team have such a good season? Always is good to have a uh, you know good partners up front. I play with good players up front and and midfielders as well. Uh, midfielders Lee Carsley, I think was a, a very good competitive player. 
I don't think uh, that's a name many fans would expect you to say, to be honest. But he was quite like underrated, wasn't he? Is yeah, it? but he's, um, I like his energy, you know, and sometimes when you, as a striker, you have the ball and the support from the from the midfielder is very important. Uh, Eranio as well, with his technique, Bayano, you know, very good playing ar- around him. And uh, up front, well, uh, my, I get on, get on very well with... Um, on and off the pitch with Dion Borton, Dean Sturridge, you know, and I think always it's easier to play around, you know, around good players and they they make me, you know, a better player. And I remember a very good defender, Igor Stimac as well. Of course, yeah. You know, he, he's been able to put the ball, you know, 40-yard pass. And, and like the one against uh, Liverpool. Uh, yes, of yeah. course, yeah. So um, we, we actually, we, we interviewed... Dean Sturridge last season and we, t- we asked him about you and about Bayano and just about the fact that you all spoke different languages yeah. but for some reason it, it works it clicks I know I mean, good how, players is do you just, no problem uh, if you just get on if, get on with if it if you you don't talk much but if I mean if you're a good player it's, it's no problem you know it's no problem it's, it's a it's a universal language and you just that's what Sturridge uh, says <laughs> you just have a, a, a nice eye contact and, and that's it yeah. So going back to Jim Smith, um, who, who brought you to the club, what was your relationship with him like? Because I know you said before that he would sometimes get a bit angry about at halftime. It was quite good. It and was quite good. And I like that. You know, I like that when he was like really angry at me, you know, most of the time <laughs> because he was saying, oh, don't try to, you know, make the play easy, you know, and, and all those things. But that's the balance that you 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 need in 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 a club you know it's a i think it was a good good coaching stuff with with him and and steve mclaren and um do you think jim smith made you a better player yes yes of course yes yes it made me even one more and 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 always uh you know work even even more to to improve my my game I remember you being such a handful uh, to sort of watch this thinking, I felt sorry for the defenders you were playing with. Um, do you think your individuality and the way you sort of played the game made you difficult to defend against? I think uh, the fact that, that I, I did play basketball, that, that helped me a lot in, in my game, you know, my movement and, and use my arms and my body and everything. Um, sometimes I use some moves of, of, of basketball as well so that helped me helped me a lot and we've spoken to other derby players from from that team that you played in and the message we always get is that uh, jim smith made that team quite fearless like you did you weren't really afraid of, of the big names in the premier league mm. at that time like roy Keane, patrick vieira arsenal man united chelsea liverpool is that how you remember it we were really we, we were really strong strong team and good characters as well through through all the team and, and you know uh, Mar- Matt Poom a very good character strong character and 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 in the defenders midfielders and up front so that's why we we were like fearless to play against uh, any team so when you were in the dressing room before games who was the player who always like shouted got all the lads going who was like the big character who really well the, the, the captain uh, at that time was um uh, yeah, sometimes it was Igor Stimac or, you know, Gary Rowe. It was a very good character as well in, in the dressing room. Um, and I love, I love 
Lee Carsley, I love him. <laughs> he's crazy he's a, and a good good teammate. He's a good coach. He's coaching now, isn't he? He's coach now? At yeah. Birmingham, yeah. 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 I think Derby fans do do really like, we look back now and yeah. Lee Carsley's the kind of player that Derby probably missed last season, actually. Uh, like the kind of uh, sensible midfielder, get stuck in, but also could put a pass together and, and pull the play together. Obviously, we've talked about that Man United goal. What are your fondest memories from time at Derby? And any any other particular goals or particular matches that that stand out for you? Well, yeah, you always remember. I always remember the you know the big games and everything. But uh, the atmosphere at, at, at the Pride Park was quite special for me. It was my first experience in in England, and and to be honest, um, I do feel really. I felt really well and special, you know, playing there. You know the atmosphere was was really good. Every game when I when I went step on the pitch to play at Pride Park was was special. And you talked about feeling special at Pride Park. Like how how hard did you find it to settle in in Derby? Like how did you cope with like being homesick, for example? No, not really. I didn't. Uh, I wasn't homesick. Um, for me, it was special to have the opportunity to to come to Europe and to come to the Premier League. Uh, that was my dream come true to to play with and against uh, the very best players in in the world and and I had the chance to to come over here for me it wasn't a problem to be away from my my home or 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 wasn't a problem the even the weather you know was uh, <laughs> different yeah you know, but <laughs> But uh, that was my my dream. That was my dream to 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 be a professional player. Did you, had you had you heard of Derby before you no, uh, moved in? No, no. no, no. I want to be honest. No, <laughs> no, no. I never heard. that's that's fair enough. Yeah. Did did the club help you? How did the club help you settle in? Like, did they find particularly obviously uh, Mauricio Solis came over as well? Yeah. Did they did they find an apartment for you to live in, or did they help at all? Yeah, they Where helped you? me. You know, with with um, you know, they gave me options to where to live. And where where uh, do you know where can you remember where you lived roughly in I live in in in, in Little Over Little Over Little Over very nice very quiet place to live and uh, and yes they they gave me all the support you know to to make me feel make me feel like like home when you were going to away games who did you normally room with with Dion Dion Burton yeah I was with him uh, actually he he lived with me like four six six months really at, at the start he said to me oh can i go to your house and live like for for one month <laughs> he, he stayed like get out almost the six months <laughs> but it was it was good support it was good fun and was he the player that you spent most time with outside of games and after yeah training? well and of course with mauricio with mauricio solis it was uh, really tough for him because he wasn't you know he didn't have the much you know opportunity to to play and 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 he was um, having some tough time. He was, you know, homesick and, yeah. and all those things. But um, yeah, with with Dion, with um, with Mauricio Solis, and then when Eranio and and Bayano came came over, uh, also with them. So I think we know the answer to this question already. But who was the best player you played with at Derby County, apart from Lee Carsley? Apart <laughs> <laughs> from Lee, Car- <laughs> I think Eranio was a quality very you know good technique player the knowledge of the game was, was really high and he he was able to play any anywhere you know at the right or in the midfield or even up front if he wants 
and to me was uh, really impressive the way he, he his technique was was really good so i've got a few more questions one question i want to get in before we f i forget your celebration particularly in your second <laughs> season he was rougher than my my son <laughs> and and he tried to do the dance as well so where did that where did that that dance was crazy i don't know i don't know even in costa rica people ask me about that why why you decide to celebrate like that yes I Just think you're crazy. probably the first and only Derby player who ever did yeah. that celebration. I yeah, think. that was. I'm not sure anyone else could really pull it yeah. off in the same way. <laughs> it's the salsa music. That I was think. good or not or bad? <laughs> yeah. So just um, you know, just going on to you know to, to the end of your time at Derby, like how did the the move away come about? Did you was it like your decision or did the club say they wanted to bring someone else? I in think or? was um, was something that both uh, agree. You know, that was it was good for 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 derby and for for me as well i think it was the the right time uh, it was it was hard hard decision because you know when you are in in a place that you everything is good you know that you you are having you know good fun and and you're playing well and people are nice to you so it's, it's not easy to take that decision and i took the decision and and it was good for for everyone when he played alongside, obviously Sturridge and Bayano, there's obviously big personalities uh, there. Was was that part of you know, wanting to leave to be kind of a bigger player somewhere else? Or? No, 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 no. I always been like um, you know a, a, a team player. I always enjoy, of course, playing alone, good players, and and I never never thought about that. I mean, and uh, when I I went to 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 West Ham, not because of of that. Just wanted to ask you again about um you know the way that you played like um so I was sort of watching clips of your goals and stuff and it seemed like it looked like it looked to us like you played football because you loved it because you enjoyed it yeah. and I feel like now there aren't as many players who um play the game their own way who um who just sort of do what they like really on the pitch yeah yeah I mean do you think there are there aren't really players who play the game like you in the Premier League anymore don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're any there then. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think the the the, the key thing is that uh, I was brought over here and uh, I designed over here to to make some goals. And I think uh, in, in every team I produce, you know, the, the way I I did the, my job as a striker. It's a shame that that I through through all my career I did have a lot of problems with my knees. A uh, lot of injuries, but still, you know, I think uh, I've done well in, in everywhere I've, I've been. With my own style, uh, yeah, some some like it or some not much. Just to wrap things up with, with Derby, we've got some like quickfire questions um, just about your favourite memories. So what are your three favourite goals that you scored for Derby? I think I know probably two of them. <laughs> yeah, against, against United, you know, the Old Trafford was a... Was a good good goal uh, at home as well, and actually I did like uh, the one I scored against Liverpool away, in the header. Yeah, that was uh, nice and, and special as well because I think Derby had like many years without winning over there. It always helps when you score in it. Yes, and win, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those those are really nice nice memories. And when you're at Derby, what was your favorite away ground, your favorite opposition ground to play at? Away ground. I could say that my favorite team to 
play against I think it was Liverpool. I think I scored a few goals against against them. What's the best stadium you've ever played in the entire world? Because I imagine playing in Costa Rica, uh, lots of different stadiums we don't know. Well, I play in different, good, very good stadium, you know, and and had the chance to, you know, to play in uh, Bernabeu and you know and over here, Trafford, Old Trafford. I think uh, the stadium at Newcastle it was a good, good atmosphere over there as well. You know, so many good stadiums. The World Cup in, in Germany as well, the Allianz Stadium, so it was, was good. And when you were at Derby, or in your career actually, who was the best defender that you came up against? I always find it uh, quite tough to play against uh, Arsenal at that time with Martin Q and, and, and um, Tony Adams and then uh, Saul Campbell. Uh, they were very, very difficult to, to beat, to play against yeah and um we we talked before about um you know your career after playing you you managed a costa rican yes, team for yes. a few years but yeah towards the end um you yeah. know there was a an incident yeah. uh after a game against panama yeah, i believe yeah. i was i was can you just tell us what as happened a, there? as a coach i was uh from 2011 uh till 2015 okay 2011 i i i, I work um well i start you know, as a coach in, in you know, in the coaching staff, you know, I was assistant coach for Jorge Luis Pinto. Then we went to the World Cup in 2014. I was there. We play against England. <laughs> that was a really big surprise for the world. Uh, we end up winning that group, um, England, Italy and Uruguay. England were already out by the time they yes. played in Costa Rica. Then they? after that, I was the, the, um, the coach for for the national team for about one year and I did have that incident in, in, in Panama. I was um, I was there watching a game um, the under 21s they were playing. So I was there supporting the the coach of the under 21s and I was on the stand and at halftime the o- the only way to go to the in that stadium to to the dressing room is you need to go through through the pitch, you know. You need to go down and go through the pitch. So at halftime, I went over there, no problem, with the steward, and uh, he opened up my the door, the gate, no problem. I went over there. Then uh, I came back, uh, understand. And when the game finished, I wanted to go through there. He said to me, "No, you need to go outside." outside the the stadium and we were playing in panama and imagine for me to go outside you know against panama me outside over there and say as try to explain to him i can't go outside i need to go through here and then we start arguing and there were that was the time when he pushed me over and, and i had the reaction and that was it was quite crazy that that time and the news were everywhere you know i just had to decide to resign and and be with my family and everyone because uh, they were having a tough time you know my son my daughter with all that that news i know obviously that was a must have been like a really difficult moment for you but i know you've been in england doing some coaching badges recently uh derby are often looking for a manager so who knows <laughs> start, next season uh, i start my my coach's badges uh 2008 and I done the the B license. Then after that, I finished the A license. 
then uh, still yet I need to to take the the pro license. Uh, I have the pro license, but back in Costa Rica. But I want to take the the pro license over here. So um, yes, I'm I'm really looking forward to you know at some point maybe to come over to 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 England. Uh, football wise is much better here. The weather is much better in Costa Rica, but. <laughs> But I said to you guys before that my daughter, she's, she wanted to come over here. So uh, she's still yet um, two years more in, in high school. And then uh, she's probably want to come over here. So maybe we will decide to, as a family, to come over. But you're still looking to stay to in football, to carry on working oh, yes, in the game? Yes, yes. I still, I'm still very much in football. Uh, after... After working with the national team, I work with Deportivo Saprissa as a sporting director and then as a coach with a, a small spell with Cartaginés and Herediano in, in Costa Rica. So um, I want to keep, you know, uh, improving my um, my career as a, as a coach. And uh, so obviously, just lastly... Do you still look out for, for Derby's results? Do you still keep an eye on how Derby are doing? Yes, yes. Um, especially the last uh, you know spell, the playoff and all those things and all the the funny incident uh, with, um, with Leeds. And it was, yeah. it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. And, and of course, um, it was nice to see Frank Lampard as a, as a coach. He was my, my teammate in, in West Ham. A good, good person and good player, and and I support him. So uh, I wish him good luck now at, at Chelsea. But but yes, uh, I was uh, really into it, uh, into everything. Uh, hopefully next year uh, Derby will go up. Next, with, next with year's Koku. next year's our year. <laughs> with that's, what, that's what we've been saying for five it's years. A good, <laughs> a good choice and a good manager. I I, I hope he he do well he do well for for Derby County. Any regrets? In English football, anything that you wish you'd done differently or not done at all? I wish I could uh, have the, the the chance to come before, you know, to to England. Maybe at I don't know, at sixteen or something like that. Uh, you know, to 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 have a to prepare even better and and to have a you know, I had a lot of problems with my knees, but that because uh, the way we train in Costa Rica. Would the, would the basketball have been an yeah, I mean to the, combine the playing basketball and football and and sometimes the methodology of of, of training wasn't the the right you know we, we used to to run in the you know in the street and everything so it was it was tough and difficult. All right then, Paolo. Well, it's been so good to relive those those memories again. Those uh, you know a really great period. In, yeah, thank uh, you. In Derby County's history. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for talking to yeah, us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I have a long time without talking to to Derby County fans and this is a great chance to, to, to talk to them and, and you know, best wishes to, to this coming season and, and hopefully next year we will see Derby County and, at the Premier League.